Hello everybody, welcome to the Open Mic Comedy Podcast. I'm your host Mark, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. This is one of a bonus series of podcast episodes for you all. It's called Comedy Night in the Spotlight, where I'll be speaking to people on the comedy circuit who run their own gigs, which is now giving them the chance to tell you, the listeners, all about it. How you can get involved, watching the comedy they put on, and how to apply to perform. So it's my great pleasure to welcome our first guest, Jack, from Your Friend of Mine Comedy. Hey, Jack, how you doing? Yeah, really good, thank you. Mark, how are you? Yeah, I'm not so bad, mate. How you doing? You been keeping busy? Yeah, pretty busy for it. I think that's the Christmas lull sort of sort of over. We're all comedy shut down for a little while and then, yeah, uh, yeah. Right, right back into it, really. So, yeah, really busy and then sort of booking up February and March already. So, yeah, yeah, very exciting times, actually. Excellent stuff. So, so you, well, the reason you're here, you run your own comedy night called Your Friend and Mine Comedy. So, go on and yeah. give us a bit of information and background about it and where it takes place and stuff and just sell it to us. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so, it's a monthly comedy night. Um, we put it on at Little Nans, which is an iconic venue in Deptford. Um, really cool place, sort of really geared towards community. Perfect place in uh, underneath the archways near the train station as well. So it's sort of ideal for that bit for it. Um, and it's just trying to put on a night really that's that's by comedians for comedians. Yeah. Um, so sort of to sell it to the comedians in that way. Um, so it's a non-bringer. Um, try and make it as accessible as possible so we film sets and send that over to you for free as well we try and do a big social media push for everybody as well um to try and get it out as as, as much as possible and yeah. then for guests who are coming um it's really good quality sort of it's not like the some uh open mic nights where they just you know you come and you can pick where you go on the bill or they take on 20 to 30 different people and just put it yeah. in it's a lot more I put a lot of effort in getting it in the right order and sort of making sure that it's a really good top quality lineup and that sort of people are a bit different and the comedy sort of mixes around with it as well, that it's not just, you know, all the alternative acts are sort of stuck together and you get a mad, yeah. mad minute towards the end and it's sort of, it's very much, yeah, put in a, put in a different way for it to get the, to get the right balance really. And also very lucky that a lot of people who have applied for it have been really good quality and, and a lot of people I've gigged with before as well so um, to get them in and involved so early and have some really great great yeah. people there um, so it's sort of like yeah the, the classic open mic night all the regular sort of tropes are there but just trying to take it to that sort of next level for it as well so that as i say being a, a, a non-bringer because that can be quite alienating for it yeah um to, to try and get people who are especially wanting to give a good go in comedy they're in their first year that have used up all their goodwill with their friends <laughs> getting them to come to, to things and, away you know when i was really pushing it doing like five nights a week and four of them are bringer ones yeah. it's like trying to get people my fiance was coming to so many of them with me and then also worked a full-time job and then also trying to help support what i was doing so it's um, in a bit of a quirky venue as well i understand yeah definitely so little nams is a really cool place so under the under the train arches here in deptford literally right next to deptford station 
um, and it's Pat Butcher themed, is what <laughs> it is. So there's a leopard print around. Uh, yeah. A lot of the drinks have all got names. There's a big, big painting of Pat Butcher in sort of the back where we have a little green room area around the side. Um, there's a big picture of, of Pat Butcher up in there, which is really cool, which is sort of directly behind where we stand on the, the stage area as well. Um, yeah. So that, that's really fun and really, really sort of abstract with it, which sort of fits with the night, which is mostly quite mainstream, but with bits and pieces sort of in and out as well for it. And it very much like fits the vibe. So we've got like sofas, um, big armchairs and stuff to sit in rather than the really yeah. uncomfortable comedy seating chairs that we have um it's much so more get there early yeah. get there early get the good get seats. there early get the best seats yes there's, a, there's <laughs> one or two that i'd refer to as the king's seats which are because uh, <laughs> where we where we sort of have the the stage area it wraps around so you have a sofa on one side and an armchair on the other so it's sort of the audience surround you sort of in, yeah. in, in that way and then you have your back to the green room where the rest of the comedians are in so yeah some really comfy chairs in and around and then a bit more high stalls and stuff at the back so perfect for everyone to be able to see and do everything but yeah you get your cool. your best picks if you get there get there early and then they do like yeah cocktails are all served in um teapots so there's all hanging uh, teacups around teacups and saucers <laughs> which is really cool really fun um yeah. so yeah it's just a, a a sort of mad place but fits really well not somewhere that typically would be somewhere you think of a, a, a comedy night yeah. um but yeah a, a really good good place for it and a great venue where it is for for travel as well and it's also like that accessibility thing for me as i'm southeast based as well I, I live here in deptford and there's not there's a few but not many comedy nights yeah. sort of this this way so that's trying to you know get something that's also got the right vibe can help promote people but it's also in a good place that's only 10 minutes away from my house and I can get there and, and get home stuff. in a in a in an easy sort of way for it but the um what's the venue capacity then how how many people can you fit in and stuff like that so it is a it is a a, a strange mix so actually one place that we do have that the comedians sit in a little green room back room okay. and then and then come out which is really nice which is something a bit different that not a lot of venues do do have for it but um yeah. so what we do is we do 30 pre-bookable tickets that you can get so they cost one pound to book and then you're guaranteed your seat and you get a raffle ticket as well so we do a raffle at half time so we've got okay. um some like mugs uh t-shirts stuff with our our logo on it um and then some nonsense prizes so i sign a couple of photos of myself <laughs> that we give out i think someone got a, a can of red stripe last time as well so uh any stuff knocking around we do so yeah that that for there so we have the 30 bookable and then it's probably about another 30 we could we could fit in walk-ins on the night so it's about 60 at the moment um that's but that's good. with having it with the with the sofas and with the big armchair so it's not uniform seating it's literally like one massive yeah, yeah. armchair next to a, a regular stool next to a sofa and it sort of goes like that and it also wraps around the sort of stage area it's not it's not um above at all unfortunately so not a proper stage but it's sort of the door to the the back room which we use as the, yeah. the green room quote-unquote area um which is seating and sofas and stuff in there so 
comedians can sit in and, and, and chill and still hear what's happening on the stage, although not not see what's going on. Um, yeah. And then coming out, and then that's that sort of bit of special thing rather than, oh, it's, you know, sitting next to someone and saying, oh, excuse me, can I just, I've got to get to the stage now. We say my name, can I just get past you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for that. So we've got that option, but also the option that we can make it bigger. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the past couple we've done have been sold out of the pre-bookable tickets and we were completely full for the last one that we that we did. So sort of every every seat was taken. We brought in more stalls from yeah. the outside area in, but it was was absolutely rammed, which is brilliant to have. But it's sort Excellent. of that, that other that other way of it that we can put in, take out the sofas and put in stackable seating and fit more people. Yeah. But then it takes away from the uniqueness of the night as well. Yeah. So it's yeah. sort of, we, if we can have a great room with a, a big audience already yeah. with that sort of uniqueness and the vibe and sort of everything like that is better than putting it in and saying we can fit 90 people into the room, but everyone's crashed in and everyone's yeah. on them uncomfortable seats you know we've done we've been around yeah. the comedy venues where you've got the worst seating possible and you're sitting there for for three hours on them and then uh yeah, yeah trying to stretch Some... at the halftime intervals and pry yourself out of the corner of seats so yeah sometimes feels like some some places have um gone into the local school and taken the seating out of there and brought them into the venue and everybody's knees are crushed up against their chest. I wouldn't mind them like the little, the little desk in front. I see uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, you know, comedians with uh, notes and stuff just before we go on. So we get the ones with the folding uh, desktops. <laughs> the old school way. So um, for those of us that are not as... Um, well adept at knowing London that well, especially South London. Give us a roughly, roughly where Deptford is in terms of its location and like what's the closest tubes and trains and stuff like that. So uh, actually, Deptford is one of the places which is is brilliant for travel from everywhere. So um, it's got the uh, TfL line right next to us. So it's literally Deptford Station is next to um, the the venue Little Nans here in Deptford. And mm-hmm. it's next stop is London Bridge. So it's literally like five minutes away oh, okay. from London Bridge for there. Um, we've also got New Cross, which is overground, um, which is not too far. So we have some people coming in straight from New Cross. And then it's like a 10, 15 minute walkover as well, um, as well yep. as the DLR line, which is at Deptford Bridge. So there's so many oh, sort excellent. of ways. It's, it's so close to, it's sort of between Greenwich and Lewisham and sort of, Surrey Keys and and Peckham so it's sort of in a great area that there's a lot of brilliant comedians sort of around that everyone's traveling across to to North London for a lot and with the tube troubles and things like that this is sort of one that's that for people who are southeast and the south quite easily accessible on a lot of different ways to get here as well which is which is a great thing that it is accessible that it's you know the the actual venue is is very nicely priced and they sort of do a lot in in that way and especially the space that they give us a, a, a happy just for us to to take it and sort of do what we want with it and cool. you know I'm, I'm there before rearranging all the chairs and moving everything around the, <laughs> the lovely sitting area is now all changed all facing one direction but um yeah yeah so yeah Deptford's a really really great place quite easy to get to across 
across most ways and sort of the the uh, buses and trains and stuff like that. And even yeah. with the sort of getting the Elizabeth line in, you can swap on the DLR from Canary Wharf. So it's a real easy place. And then we're done at 9.30 as well. 9.30, that's a pretty hard out. Stay and have a drink if you want. After the room's yep. still there, we still have music going. We're still around and chatting and having a good time. But it's not. That's the end of the the show. You you've come and you've seen what you've what you've had. You've had your performance. Or you've come and seen your comedy, um, and yep. then that's sort of done. Yeah, that more accessible time for finishing, um, okay. which I think is, is is sort of a big a big thing for it, especially where we are southeast. Yep. So the problems that I have going to north, the people from north are going to have coming this way so it's sort of how can we balance that out for everybody yeah I'm, i was going to say because uh the fact you're quite close to london bridge is i mean from a personal point of view are coming in from hertfordshire and uh, the, there is a train line that comes from hertfordshire straight down into london bridge so it, it is fairly accessible absolutely um what made so did you out of interest with these things did you approach the venue or did they approach you or how how did that all work so i had a couple of venues that i was sort of looking at um and sort of your your friend and mine sort of came a, a bit after so last year i was working on something which was going to be called jack scullion and friends and i was yep. working on that and that was going to be a bit more not as much open mic but a bit more i suppose organized and sort of longer sets and not as many <laughs> people and sort of like a, a few people doing 20s rather than yep. it would be how how i do it now so i had a venue pretty interested in it um and then it, it sort of all fell through and didn't didn't happen there so you know yep. I thought, okay, but the sort of preparations and stuff was was in there and then this was sort of then come into the back end of last year or just after summer that i was going to loads of open mic and really working on my new stuff so i'd come back from the edinburgh fringe which i was very lucky to perform at last year and cool. was like okay let's go head on and book myself like five nights a week doing absolutely everything <laughs> everywhere that i could and traveling around and then doing it and that was sort of the yeah seeing what what the open mic scene was like again after not doing it for a while and like doing bits yeah. of writing and stuff like that and and working in a day job and everything like that takes over for yep. everyone else's life. Um, so sort of for there. So then I had this, the idea of coming back to do it. So I run pub quizzes as well. So run pub quizzes. I do um, uh, something called hipster disco bingo, which is sort of a bingo in pubs, but with a bit of music and a bit of comedy and, and stuff like that. So when it That's was, cool. I was running pub quizzes they're sort of not like pub quizzes at all so we yeah. do one called uh not another quiz night which we have a residency in soho which we do and it's something like um we'll ask a question about queen victoria um and we'll say oh you know whatever year was queen victoria on the on the throne and then yeah. i'll come out just as freddie mercury and we'll do radio gaga <laughs> we'll have a clap along and uh I do a, a, a pretty terrible impression and uh you know a bit of that and then I'm and then I'm off again and then we do yeah Robbie Williams comes out and does the maths question and says well it's a typo it was actually I'm loving angles instead so <laughs> very good just very sort of good. Uh, yeah so sort of 
comedy quiz put put together a bit of cabaret and everything so i was sort of working yeah. on these nights which were which were great not another quiz night um is like 130 to 150 people once a month as well so sort of these big events the little pub quizzes i was doing were getting like 50 people each week and going really well and it was sort of like just doing comedy within the construct of something else so people come for one thing but then also i'm dicking around and having a laugh yeah (laughs) with the rest of it um so with that i already had all these things and i worked in hospitality 15 years as a as a manager ran pubs ran restaurants done a lot of high street stuff so sort of the the brain I have for organization and and yep. setting up events was already was already there. So there was yeah, three venues. The one venue that it didn't work out for the last one I approached, uh, which was more sort of Greenwich way, so still around, um, still about accessible and stuff like that. And then two in Deptford, um, and some good chats with with all, but then sort of with little nans it was the fit that I wanted. So yeah, yeah. I, I went, the went to them. And stuff like yeah, that. exactly. And a great venue, so much about community, which was sort of the feel that, that I want with it as well. And that it's, yeah. it's good food, good drinks. It's like their food. They do uh, like dirty fries. They do fish finger butties and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like oh, proper classic. Every, everything's like that classic thing for it. Their cocktails. They do, if you get the share ones, they do in teapots. They've literally just got, <laughs> little little um tea mugs hanging up on the wall and you take a a saucer and a cup and then you just start pouring your own drinks from there so yeah yeah, it really all fit in so sort of the vibe of where i wanted but all three venues were very different vibes for it and now it's sort of looking at potentially starting a, a a second night and having discussions to do it twice a month and and sort of having that extra show and it's sort of like finding somewhere that fits what the show is because in theory you could put on a comedy show any anywhere yeah, you yeah. know you could turn up anywhere and, and and do it and people do comedy on double decker buses and people do it you know so many in yeah. basements of of pubs which a lot of them are great but it's it's making the the night an event rather than just going for the comedy i want people yeah. to come for the venue as well because the venue are looking after us as a as a night and your friend and mine you know wouldn't be the same if it wasn't for the venue that we're holding it in now and now it's sort of looking yep. for that next place sort of needs to be nowhere's going to be the same at all yeah finding that that sort of balance so yeah I'm, I'm still approaching places and sort of doing that's because i have the the sort of pub quizzes the comedy night and this bingo is sort of like a, I've got something different I can pitch for places. So even if it's not somewhere that that the comedy night would work, there's a lot that we can sort of put, put into, to places. And with my hospitality mind as well, that, you know, from working (laughs) through there, it's, uh, that's right. When I go out for dinner, I'm a nightmare because I'm looking at everything and seeing if people (laughs) do checkbacks and looking over the corner and, uh, yeah, my, my, Beyonce says I'm a nightmare. Like, oh, can you can you just turn off when you when you're out somewhere? And like, I don't yeah. work in hospitality anymore as well. But it's sort of something I I never lost. So sort of that events and getting everything organised. I'm very anal with it, realistically. But then yeah. that helps the night run as well as they they 
do because I am planning every single thing and writing a, a hundred notes. Um, and one of yeah, yeah, the people who who uh, one of those uh, pen and pen and paper sort of guys, so always have a notebook uh, around for it. So I'm jotting everything on when I host the night. I've always got my my book notebook under my arm with everything in. So even though I have everything electronically, all the people who bought the tickets. Yeah. I write every name out and how many tickets they've got and everything again. So I've got everything. So that way, if, you know, whatever happens, I drop my phone in the toilet in the night and yep. uh, <laughs> it's all it's all ready in there for it. So, yeah. So uh, I assume if people want to buy advanced tickets there, are they Eventbrite? Uh, yeah, Eventbrite is what we use, which I found really, really good, really helpful. Um, and then also actually for for. Google searches also comes up really high, which I know your friend of mine, comedy is quite a niche thing to be searching, but it, yep. it, it it's up there. It's sort of the, the first couple is all, is all our stuff. Um, cool. If you go on other sort of local nights, we're one of the ones at the bottom as well for it. Yep. So, and where you get that sort of breakdown of who's been looking at it. So we get a lot from, Little Nans has a lot of social media followers as well. So sort of people coming through there and they're really good at, at promoting and helping. And I think that's one thing that that for other promoters or people looking to, to start their own comedy night, it's the venue yeah. need to be in it with you because you'll be starting something from scratch and you'll have whatever your followers are. So um, <laughs> I think that's yeah, so, really good for it to get that, yeah, get that. And and to be a hand in hand partnership with it with the venue, so yeah. we sort of have they put it out, they put the link to the tickets on stories. So do I. Okay. It's on my my link tree on my personal mm-hmm. sort of comedy account and on there. So it's sort of trying to put it out as many places as as possible for it. And sort of Eventbrite is 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 so easy to use as well. I think that I'm certainly yeah. not one who's actually very good at technology in any way and and setting things up cool so um how does a comedian go about applying to perform at one of your nights then so realistically the two ways the main way is to email your friend of mine uh, at gmail.com so send over an email to us with a recent set whatever you want yep. for it so what we do is we have uh five minutes and eight minute sets so okay. five minute sets for most people the opener and the closer for the first half will both be eight minutes um, and then five across. And then the headliner we have, which is another eight minute slot, um, is someone who's come and done a five minute performance with us before. And we have a QR mm-hmm. code at the end that I go and scan around. Everyone gets one vote. They vote on and whoever wins gets the gets to come back for it. So although it's a non-bringer, okay. if, you, if you have people with you, so it's also that it's got a competition title, but it's not really a competition. So people can yeah, yeah. People can, can use it and say that they've won it as a night, which is again, going back into this community and trying to support comedy. That it's another thing that people can say, I've done this night and I've won it, but it's yeah. also that it's not everyone stand on stage and everyone has to cheer and boo or yeah, yeah. there's someone gotcha. brilliant where you're voting people out of, five on different things and stuff like that and it calculates it which is really cool but it's it's this is just that sort of raw everyone gets one vote ballot so most yep. of the time it is a good split as well so the audience that we get in is is great as well and a load of people aren't associated with acts so 
which is really good, but then also weirdly making it a non-bringer, more people actually bring friends to yeah, it because yeah, there's yeah. no pressure to it. And people have seen our social media drive and, and, and stuff like that. So it's actually a good way of it of it coming in. And then the other way will be just come and approach me somewhere. I'm about I'm always around. So I'm, you know, gigging two, three nights a week at the moment. Sometimes that's higher. Um yeah, come and say hello, come and have a chat. If you're someone that we've been on a bill with before and you say I want a slot, I'll I'll get you in for one of the you know, one of the next ones pretty much for it. So that's it. It's, cool. it's supporting people, supporting comedians and, and trying to get that bit and that's you know my hosting of it is I do very little in between and it's sort of we let the night roll so we have the big bit at the beginning get people cheering and up for the yeah. comedy and, and on side but then it's up you know handed over to the co- comedians to do their thing rather than it being you know if you want to come and see me I'm gigging three other nights that week that you can come and see me do my <laughs> yeah. 8, 10, 15, whatever it is. Um, so this is, yeah, for, for the comedians to sort of get in and, and and do it. And, you know, it's loose on the timing. So it sort of is that free flowing. And where we've got that back room where they can all sit together as well. It's sort of like you're meeting other comedians. We see so many people, but normally yeah. you've, you'll be sat with your bringer over there. I'll be sat with my bringer here and you'll have that interaction. Hi, hi at the beginning or whatever, or yeah. during the ring. Oh yeah, really good set. And, and that's sort of it. And this is that trying to bring it, you know, close knit and sort of everyone together for it. And I think that that's what sort of brings it that so many people who have done it want to come yeah. back to do it. And word of mouth has been incredible for me that people who I don't know from comedy and don't know, me as a comedian are saying, oh, my friend told me about this night and it was absolutely brilliant when they performed at it. Have you got any slots coming? And it's sort yeah. of like February and March is is booked and there's already a fair list of people who who have, have said, oh, when April date is, can you let us know? So yeah. it's sort of that growing, growing in, in that way that people are enjoying it, which then also means that if I can get a second night, I've got that more chance to get people in yes, and yeah, yeah. on it and performing rather than it just being well I'm booked up for the next two months if you apply now you're <laughs> until April yeah at the moment but it's that trying to find in and people who are interested or coming around we had one guy who booked a ticket is a comedian booked a ticket is was coming down on the night we had a dropout and came straight yeah. into the bill so if there's people around and they want to come it is a great night and i'm not saying it's going to happen every time but yeah if we have that opportunity i will use it and if there's comedians there you know come on stage or come on and say hi or any other gig that i'm around come and introduce yourself follow me on instagram shoot me a message it's that community cool. thing rather than it being sort of that gatekeeping way of it and yeah, I understand yeah. people using google forms and they're brilliant you can get so much information but it takes away so much personality from it mm-hmm. as well but if i'm just yeah. sending out or so then if you don't then follow links to my socials to see who i am or, or what i'm like or you know i find it hard to believe that people are watching a full 10 minute video of someone set every time yeah. as well. but it's good to have that and you you want to see but 
you're looking for what they come onto the stage right away, how that sort of interaction is for it. And sort of, you know, that, that big thing, like, you know, how you used to do with your t-shirt when you were coming on stage and giving people that first big, yeah, <laughs> that, that first big laugh immediately you're on the stage and then you're ready yeah. to go. So realistically, you only need the first minute of someone's set to actually uh, understand what it's about. And as long as people aren't doing, you know, horrendous material, there's, there's enough nights yeah, out yeah. there that people can do the darker stuff and things like that. And that's very not my vibe comedically anyway, but it's also sort of yeah. not, not the vibe of the night. And probably because it is me as a, a host that way, but we have, you know, um, Paul Serti won our first ever one. He's a great comedian, local, brilliant guy. Yeah. Um, won our first one, come back and headline, absolutely smashed it. And then he's running his own comedy night, which is a, a, a darker material sort yeah. of thing. But he came and he did a great set, but sort of it's having that duality of reading the room and knowing the different, the different places of what you're, you know, allowed to do and allowed to explore yeah. in different, yeah. different places for it yeah so that leads us quite nicely onto onto the stage itself so uh from what i just from what i gather you've not been going that long in terms of nights how many nights have you put on so far this will only be the second night that we've done so this will only be going on to the the third one now as we're ticketing for february so i think we're already about 20 yeah. percent of tickets gone for that now a few weeks beforehand which is really good uh yeah booked up for there and then march date is set lineup is set for that as well but it's sort of that growing organically so it's not i'm not yes. i'm not paying for promotion to be out there it's all just done you know by myself yeah, yeah. and friends and other comedians and that's you know trying to do the i do the lineup across so 12 acts so i do it across 12 days and each day each person gets our border our color scheme our logo and their face their socials on there yeah. and that gets put out and then that's something that they can share to their friends so if people want to come along that's great sort yeah. of push like that so it's sort of yeah growing organically which is really exciting but it's also that i haven't put pressure on it as well yeah, yeah. and it's not that i'm saying this needs to make 500 pounds tonight or it, yeah. it's ruined you know i was sort of in a lucky position i you know i got the banners and the merch and the flyers and stuff booked up and 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 made as it was planning and sort of going in to there and i was like well that's the money that's gone into it for now the money that i get from yeah. the one pound ticket sales for the raffle covers the flyers for the next shows i do it so two each flyer goes across two months so i'm not printing mm -hmm. it monthly it has yeah. both both dates on it uh which works well as well and just as in minimal stuff, everyone knows, you know, you, you see posters in the street and bits and pieces, but it won't mean that that much. Nice. And sort of from Edinburgh experience, I know flyering can work. It is awfully hard. So when yes. we need it to be out on that, lucky enough, it, it, it sort of hasn't gone that way with the last one being so absolutely full and people still coming in and getting chairs. But certainly the first one, as it was sort of building, being out there and, flyer in and talking to people and then if people don't come that night they yeah. know about it and if they have a flyer or whatever so lucky that local businesses were taking a couple of flyers in and stuff like that and you know that the way that Deptford 
is and all, all the sort of shops together in the archways by the train station there as well it's been yeah. really supportive around it which is brilliant as well because that's the, cool. the sort of the only way to be able to keep growing it so although it is it is new it's been you know a success so far yeah. and sort of growing in in a in a brilliant and organic way which is all i could ask for really it was never i thought that it was going to be straight away you know oh brilliant like last show i actually ran out of raffle tickets and a guy came up yeah. and was like oh can i buy 20 pound worth of raffle tickets and i was like i i i got three i got three quid left but i appreciate i appreciate you a lot so here's the here's the three take that that's all i can do for you so is that sort of it it, it for the last one it, it sort of grown that step extra to what i thought it would do yep. organically and then we'll see so it's either going to be this one at the end of february 28th of february is either going to be that will prove that and it will keep up sort of to that level or yep. maybe it was that that January one was sort of a, a huge one and it's going to be more leveled out. So we're still learning as we go, we go oh, yeah, through yeah. with it. And, you know, we've had some, some mad things happen on the first one in December, which was sort of like a real learning curve and sort of seeing how and, and, and things that we can, change and do to make to yeah. make the night even better and that although the nights are successful there's always stuff that can can oh, do although completely. i've done comedy for a while and seen what other places do better and worse and sort of take stuff from there there's probably a hundred nights that i haven't performed at that i'm still applying for or going yeah. to do and and sort of when going up to that that step up one on sort of like the paid gigs and stuff that I do to see what they do so we can sort of bring it all all in because although your friend of mine is an open mic night it's not branded as such so the branding doesn't say yeah. that it says comedy night it, it's sort of there so it's not just saying you know that open mic banner behind yeah. you so it's sort of trying to 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 raise it up and you know there's no reason that it can't be that people who have been performing with me already, when we get to that next stage, and if it is places, you know, want to book your friend of mine to put stuff on or, or you know, yeah. sort of do corporate stuff, the, the people who have been there on the way, I know how good they are and I know what reaction <laughs> they they get. And people that have sort yeah. of been on the ground floor are, are in. There's so many people who want to come back, who want to, yeah, help out, who, you know, really push on, on social media and really sort of, you know, kind words oh, that, cool. that people have had about it as well, that that it is growing and it is a lot of work to keep it growing. <laughs> um, but that, I think that's sort of it. And, you know, I'm not saying, you know, where the limit is and we could, we yeah. could see and a lot of places, you know, um, what was it? G&B are having their 10th birthday soon that yes. they've been doing a, yeah, a couple of months time running and, and, and five nights a week and stuff like that. So, you know, if I can keep it growing, I'm not necessarily saying that I'd like to be doing five nights a week of hosting yeah, yeah. Yeah. GTs in, in any way, but that's what I mean. If, it, if it's open and it's sort of there and I'm happy for it to be, to, to grow organically and see where we can get. And then also to have, other people involved in it yeah. as well in in you know the different ways that it that it 
can be. And I think, yeah, it's a very exciting time in London comedy scene at the moment. We've got some brilliant people coming through and a lot mm. of people who are just starting are too good, if anything. <laughs> yes, I've noticed that. It's sickening. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, think, actually, yeah. that, that... That kind of brings around to I, and one of the questions I wanted to ask everybody is um, who's the most famous person you've had whilst they're famous or when they become to be famous. But if you've been quite new, that's probably not happened. So is there anybody you've seen just pick maybe one or two people and not offend anybody Yeah, who you've seen, who you think can take it to an, another level? Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I've mentioned him before, but Paul Surti is, is brilliant, really really funny really good guy really sort of takes you on a it's almost storytelling with the the jokes rather than here's a big hit punchline it's you're laughing the whole way through so yeah he he won our first show come back and headlined and did amazing again for it uh our second one um he's been absolutely brilliant um and then there's another guy lewis hedges who won our, our our last show um okay. who I've seen him a bunch of times and every time he does something completely different and he even <laughs> does I know he does character comedy as a feminist magician as well which I haven't even okay. seen but in his sort of normal stuff so I, I don't really want to say what he did yeah. to give away because you know it, it, it's so much that when he comes out and he does it it's such a shock and then also tw- twists it halfway through yeah. as well. So yeah, they're really, really funny, really brilliant. Um, cool. Yeah, and and have you know really helped a lot. And I think that's there's so many people who have great potential and are really growing. And I think that's the sort of thing that's really great to see is that there's so many people of sort of quote unquote my class of people who sort yeah. of come into comedy around the same time, been doing it around the same time that are now starting their own nights or emceeing for other people and and sort of that everyone's coming up that way. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, really exciting for it. And I said, you know, we haven't really got famous people who have been in, but I'm very lucky with the not another quiz night project that I do that it's a few people who work sort of background in television. Um, uh, It was last year um, on the last leg, Rylan married a gimp. Okay. And the guy Uh, who is, and the guy who is the gimp is our DJ for not another quiz (laughs) night. So he's been there. So if you want to meet the man who's the gimp (laughs) that Rylan (laughs) married on last leg, Come on down to your friend and comedy night. That's uh, I think that's, that's a big be famous clipped. person. <laughs> um, so, what's the? Uh, you must have had quite a few, but what's one of the fu- just pick one of the funniest moments you've seen on stage at one of your nights? We had well, we had realistically sort of in, in a, a weird way we had this really strange audience interaction and it was one of the comedians was sitting amongst the audience and they were sort of working it out and it was we just did the raffle and I think the guy didn't understand how a raffle worked completely so he had his tickets and then he was sharing them out to different people and it was like 
well, if more of us have it, we've got more chance of winning. And this comedian came on stage and then tried to explain it and then almost had a breakdown laughing, falling to the floor for this guy who was so much like, oh, no, yeah, it makes sense. If more people have the tickets, then I've got more chance of winning rather than one person having 10 tickets and doing for there. So there's a lot of, a lot of that sort of weird audience interaction that sort of coming through for it. Um, uh, we had Manraj Bara came and did a, a, a brilliant set for us as well. Um, really funny guy. And again, sort of going with the, the audience thing said about that he's got, um, he's got a very distinctive voice and a very distinctive voice pattern for it. And, you know, we're saying yeah. to the audience, so, oh, do you know, uh, if uh, anyone, are you actually wondering what's, what's happened to my voice? And, uh, you know, a, a, a girl on the front row was, oh, yeah, me, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah what, what is it? And he just said, nosy Parker and shook her head. <laughs> and it just sort of like silenced her. Everyone went crazy in the room. It was such a sort of throwaway comment. But that sort of bit that, yeah. you know, you're joking, your setup's there, and the bits that you ad-lib on the night that really, you know, throw it in for you. Yeah. And I suppose sort of that also in the way that sort of the the – the funniest things but also you know some bad things that sort of happened yeah. we had uh, a guy so the way that the the room is and this sort of goes into that learning about how to run the night properly and and sort of the different things that we can do and you know you get the stories of people you know coming through and walking across the stage to go to toilets and stuff like that but yeah. we're very lucky that that's not the case but it is that the door it's fairly open-ended so for ours you can sort of come in you wouldn't exactly know there's a comedy night going on inside until you've come in there and a sort of <laughs> guy who was drinking in the archways was very drunk i think the archway security was sort of trying to usher him away and he ends up walking into our comedy night so sat down in the background quite quite quietly all nice all okay um and then uh, the comedians that were on stage whenever they would say their joke. And then when it was the laugh, he would just keep saying, I don't know, you got to ask yourself, mate. And he would just continuously <laughs> say that after every <laughs> joke. It was like, so then after the first couple, I was like, okay, yeah, uh, time to go. Yeah, fine. And so he left. 10 minutes later, he come back in. And then two people who were just there as guests to watch the show, bought their tickets, then became these sort of bouncer characters that bundled this man out. One took him by one arm, one took him by the other and sort of lifted and took him outside <laughs> for it. And then he, he went off and it was like, oh, yeah. And they came back just as I was doing sort of emceeing bit and they said, oh, yeah, we make uh, great bouncers. Yeah, I've, I've been... Um... Uh, okay, so that seems to be bringing uh, the this episode of the podcast to an end. So, can you just let us know what all your social links are, and I'll add them to the um, description at the bottom as well for everybody. Yeah, perfect. So, mine is at Jack Scullion Comedy, S C U L L I O N. Jack Scullion Comedy. You've got your friend and mine comedy as well, and you can also get Not Another Quiz Night, which is our pub quiz big one that we do as well which is another yeah. which is sort of comedy adjacent for it as well and sort of always putting in guests if you're a lookalike then that's always a, a good way for us to shoehorn you into something as well uh, <laughs> for a bit more improv-y sort of bit yeah and then any emails at your friend of mine at gmail.com for anyone wanting to apply and come along
Excellent. Um, okay. Um, so you can find us as in the Open Mic Comedy Podcast on Instagram at Open Mic Comedy Pod and all the W's are openmiccomedypod.com. So if you p- please follow and review the podcast on your favorite providers apps, it help, does help boost the amount of people that can see it. And also share it with anyone you think is going to enjoy it. Um, so lastly, thank you very much, Jack. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for listening. And until next time, take it easy.